This is brought to you by the Black Married and Debt-Free Masterclass. Get out of debt and start building wealth. In this masterclass, you will learn our five-step strategy to accelerate your path to financial freedom. We also break down the true key to building wealth. And these are the same strategies we use to go from six-figure debt to a six-figure network. You'll get access to nearly an hour and a half of on-demand video, a debt-free payoff calculator, fillable cash flow statement, and a 30-minute coaching consultation with me and Shira. Enroll in our Get Out of Debt and Start Building Wealth Masterclass. The link's in the description below. Can't wait to see you there. Are you listening? Yo, what's going on, everybody? This is Marcus, and you are tuned in to the Black Married and Debt-Free Podcast. My wife, Shira, and I were able to eliminate six figures worth of debt, and we're all about empowering others to do the same. So on this podcast, we'll be talking about investing, real estate, early retirement, marriage, and much more. But you don't have to worry. It won't be done in the same boring format that you're used to. We're going to put a little bit of swag on it. So enjoy today's episode. Yo, what's going on, everybody? This is Marcus, and I'm here with my lovely wife, Shira. And we have two very, very special guests on the podcast today. We have Marik and Codenesa here with us, and they're going to be telling us their amazing story. Guys, they paid off $125,000 in debt in two years. Uh, I'm just going to say that again. They paid off $125,000 of debt in two years. And that in and of itself is, is is amazing and extremely interesting, right? But that's not all. They also live in a tiny home, which is really cool. And we definitely want to know more about their story. So welcome to the podcast. Hey guys, yeah. thank you so much. We appreciate it. That's awesome. Absolutely. We're glad that you guys are on. And, you know, we want to, we, we like to always go back on you know when speaking to our guests just to kind of learn the genesis of one you all's upbringing if you want to go that far you know go back that far and then also how you all met yeah so we actually met at age 12 we were in middle school um and we dated for a brief time in seventh grade Um, whatever dating means at that age right we walked each other to the buses and had little middle school drama we ended up actually breaking up because I went out of town on a family trip and I came back and they were saying she had a crush on this other guy. And I'm like, what? You have a crush? <laughs> so it was pretty ridiculous. I was pretty insecure as a 12 year old. Right. Um, but we actually got reconnected in college, um, our sophomore year of college and got engaged um, just before our senior year and ended up, ended up getting married um, in 2014 after um, our senior year. And now we've been married five years. We're 28, and we live in a 200-square-foot tiny house on wheels. (laughs) 100% debt-free, including the house itself. Crazy story, but I don't know how we ended up here, but we're here. But here here we are. And just to clarify, um, while he was trying to make it seem like I had a crush, that was just seriously only his interview. (laughs) There were no other crushes. His friends were just trying to break us up because they were trying to talk to me, and he didn't realize that. He had some shady friends back then. Right. So, yeah. But anywho, here we are, years later. and married now yeah i pretty much grew up in a household where like um money wasn't talked about a lot um but my dad was always of the belief that debt is okay as long as it's manageable Mm -hmm. and i listened to that for a long time and i definitely do agree that you know if you are in debt you want it to be manageable (laughs) more so than you know spiraling out of control and sending you into bankruptcy or something like that so I, i certainly understand where he's coming from but I definitely disagree that you have to have it in your life. 
Um, my dad is very wise, um, came from really the bottom, um, raised in a family with a ton of brothers and sisters and, um, you know, really had a, a difficult upbringing and did a lot of like raising his brothers and sisters. Um, so I really respect him for that. Um, even some of the ones that are a little older than him. And uh, he, he's really kind of from nothing turned his life into something. And uh, now he has a lot of real estate. So um, I love talking to him about, you know, different ideas. And we always have our interesting little dialogues about, you know, money and debt because, you know, where he's gotten with his real estate portfolio. And then we're, we're trying to get there too. We're just kind of going about it a different route. Yeah, and for me, um, I guess my, I grew up, I'm originally from Haiti. We moved to the States in 99. Um, and so, you know, kind of like the background when you like, come from a different place and you come here to America, your parents brought you here for a better life. So it's like, okay, like head down in the books, like all you do is study, 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 you become a doctor, a lawyer, and then you come back and you bring money home because right. that's why they brought you here. They uprooted their lives to give you a better life. Um, and so in that sense, we really, I kind of feel like my parents were well off when we were living in Haiti. My dad has his own business. We, he had like um, like his house that he was building. And then we moved here and kind of just had to basically start over. So I grew up with not very much money in the household at all. Um, my dad was always struggling to make ends meet. My mom didn't really work that much. So he was the only one that brought income and there was like five of us here. And so I, from a very young age, knew how it was not to spend any money because we didn't really spend money. So I was fine on that end. And my dad always all talked about how much he hated debt, but we were in debt, but he hated it. And he was always trying to work to get out of it. Um, but that's really all I knew about money. I didn't really start learning anything about like finances and budgeting until I went to college and like took a job in um, like basically selling insurance. But the company that I was working for was really, it was an internship. It was really like, uh, all around like you have to be financially stable so they set you up for the budget and you know get you out and then they like move you on to the insurance path and so that's when i really like got an outlook and i was like bro what the heck have i been doing like if i would have known this before i started college like i would not be in debt right now and i would not be like where i am i would know at least how to better like manage my money and so that kind of started me down the path um of becoming i guess in a debt-free mindset right and so um, talking about that $125,000 debt bill that, that you all had at one point, um, what was the debt comprised of and when did you all get serious about paying it off? So it comprised of pretty much everything you can think of. Um, it was two brand new cars. We learned the car depreciation lesson the hard <laughs> way twice. Two times. Um, we also had about six different credit cards. Um, every single piece of furniture inside of our house was financed. Every major piece of furniture, so our, our dining room set, our living room set, our bedroom set, like you couldn't sit on one thing in our house that we didn't have to pay for at the end of the It was just like everything. We also had student loans. I came out of school with about 12,000. Um, she came out with about 32, plus a balance from the college of an additional like six or eight. Um, yeah. It was just everything. Yep. You know? Yeah. 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 And then we ended up buying the house like um, a year later after we started the debt free journey. But yeah. Um, originally, I um, was always thinking about like how we can get out of debt. When I first got out of college, I went and I was working at the college that I graduated from as a um, resident director. So you live on campus. So basically, 
everything is paid for. You're getting money, you're getting food, you got like, and you're paying for nothing except for phone bills and obviously our car payments. Um, and so I had been going to see a hairdresser and she was telling me about Dave Ramsey. That's how I first heard about him. And I was kind of just like, oh, like that's really interesting. Like, I, and she was telling me about how her church was doing like this class. And I was like, oh, that's dope. Like, man, we could really like make some headway. So here I am thinking, okay, I'm about to go take it home. Let him know, we about to hop on this. And he just kind of like, man, babe, like we're young. Like we make <laughs> so much money. Like we just need to live it up. And I was just kind of like, Marie. <laughs> Meanwhile, I don't remember any of this. Like, I literally, because we we were involved with, like, a legal situation where we ultimately walked away with about $9,000 after, like, the attorneys were paid and the taxes and everything like that. The, the nine grand went into our pocket. And I was just like, man, how should we use this? Was, you know, it still, it still is a lot of money, but at the time, it was, like, a lot, a lot of money. Right. And so we were, like... I was like, how do we use this? And I'm like, should I save this? Should I invest this? Should we take a big trip? And I just started going, you know, scouring the internet. And that's when I came across Dave Ramsey. This is two years later, mind yeah. you, that oh, I wow. it up to him. Yeah. And so I come home, I think I have this bright new idea and I'm like telling her all about it. Like, hey, like, check out this guy, just found, like, jump <laughs> on this. Like, and she's like, I'm like, really? Yeah, really? I told I'm you about this two years. This guy that I've never heard of before. Yeah. Tell me more. So. And I'm like, <laughs> She's been trying to talk to me about this. It's been in one ear and out the other. So then, like, once that light bulb kind of went off for me, that's when we got serious. So we spent the first three years kind of just making debt payments and just living life and just mm-hmm. kind of spending and running up credit cards and things like that. Going on spontaneous trips, like, yeah. one weekend out to Hawaii or whatever. It was Yeah, we were being ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> So it was about three years into marriage once we, you know, decided that we were going to change and do something different and start our journey. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. So out of all the debt you paid off, that also includes your home. It does, yes. It includes our 200-square-foot tiny house. <laughs> Can you tell us about that conversation? Like, who whose idea was it? And how, how did it go? <laughs> um, so... We were we were talking about you know doing the debt thing and we decided we were gonna get serious about it and um, everything we had switched over in our life we were like okay we'll stop spending so much money we gotta really just buckle down don't go out to eat all those things and then um, we were living in a downtown loft in Jacksonville Florida and it was like twelve hundred dollars and it was a really nice place we both really liked it and I was just like both of us were like man you know this is just gonna be our splurge item like it'll be fine every month we can dish out twelve hundred dollars and it'll be okay and then the further we got along in the process, the more we're like, are we really spending $1,200 on this place that's not even ours, like, to just rent? And so he was like, well, what do you think about, and I think before he even brought it up to me, he had been thinking about it for a while. He was like, what do you think about tiny homes? And I'm like, where are we gonna put our furniture? All this furniture <laughs> that we have brand new, where do you, where is it gonna fit? And he was like, well, we can just get more. And I'm like, nah, bro, I'm not doing it. Like, that, that's it. But once I was able to detach myself from the furniture, I'm like, okay, like, seriously, like, material like we can get that back and now i'm like i don't even ever think i want to go back to a regular house <laughs> wow, wow 
I think with my upbringing and my dad being in real estate, like I always kind of knew like ownership in the long term is how you build wealth um, and how you get started. And I just think, you know, for the first couple of years of our marriage, we were just, we were renting because we didn't know where we were going to land long term. Like we kind of wanted to travel and get out there and try some different things and not just settle down because that's where we were brought up, but like actually go out and figure out, you know, do we want to plant our roots here in Kansas City or do we maybe want to do something different? And so because we were like, I, I knew I wanted to get into ownership, but it was like, who wants to buy a house and then resell it the next year? You never know. You could lose money on the deal. Um, and so the tiny house idea basically fused three different things together for us, which was like the flexibility piece combined mm -hmm. with um, ownership. And then also we thought about it like later, if we pivot and go a different direction, now we have a piece of uh, a pay for real estate essentially that we can rent out, you know, on Airbnb. So it was really right. the combination of those three. And I wanted to be really flexible. Um, I was working towards, I still am working towards a promotion um, at my job and you know, the more flexible you are in terms of relocation, the better chances you have at a position. So that was kind of a big part of it for us as well. That flexibility piece was number one. Um, wow. By the way, boss, if you're watching this, I'm ready for the job. <laughs> yes. 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 He needs I that. I have to pass the link of this off to him. Uh, so they <laughs> get us going, get this, these tiny uh, wheels back on the road. <laughs> Man, we, we totally love, you know, what you're saying. Uh, when in regards to the tiny house thing, I hear that that is a big factor is like not wanting, you know, wanting to be mobile, but, you know, also that ownership piece. And I think that, like how you said, you married, married all those things together. And, that, and that's that's really cool. Now. So this happened during the, in, in the midst of uh, you, you all, you all's debt free journey. You said, OK, well, so let's lock this down. What was the process like for those who hear about the tiny homes but don't know? I'm really curious. Like, how does how does it work as far as uh, like, do you purchase the land? Yeah, do you purchase the land? Or do you? Yeah. How exactly does it work? If you could, if you could break it down for us. Yeah. So we actually rent the land. We could purchase land, but then it kind of takes away the flexibility factor. Right. Now you have this piece of land that you don't want to live on. Um, but yeah, so we've always rented our spots. Um, we, we thought it was going to be a lot easier to like find people who, you know, would rent their backyard to us or stuff like that. And going into it, it was like, okay, we'll start in RV parks just until we can find something more permanent. Um, and then it turned out to be a lot harder, um, just because like people would have like the electrical connection or the water, but then they wouldn't have the septic tank or mm. some combination of the three. We were always missing one. Uh, but now we actually found this community here in the Dallas area. Um, and we love it. Yep, two years later. <laughs> yeah, we love it. The process as far as getting into the house, um, the loan is basically, it's not a mortgage. It's basically like a low interest personal loan in terms of how it actually works. And so like, basically we were set out to pay seven years. Our payment was about $800 a month. It was $799 and some change and um, simple interest. So it wasn't too complicated of a deal, but it did require really good credit. So gotcha. we actually, when we applied, we were both over 700. Mm -hmm. We were both like 720s? No, it was like past 15. Oh. Ooh, well, good. I mean, <laughs> we were both like good 700 scores and they actually denied us the first oh, time. Wow. wow. Because of the fact that there's really no lien on the property. So mm -hmm. if we took this money and ran with it, 
technically they couldn't come take the house the way the bank will come, you know, on a foreclosure. Right. So they really want to make sure that people can afford it. And so basically what they told us is, hey, you guys have never had a mortgage before. Um, we don't, you know, they don't know if they can loan us the money because it's kind of looked at as like recreational. Mm-hmm. Like you're buying a boat uh, yeah. or like an RV or something like that. And we're like, no, this is our plan to stay away from a mortgage. <laughs> like, we wanna, like, this is our full-time live-in situation. Right. But we explained that back to them and told them about parts of our debt-free journey and how this played into it. And they asked for some additional documentation to prove up, you know, all of the progress that we were making financially. And we provided that. And they actually went back and, um, like, turned, changed the decision. Yeah. Wow. So a denial is not always a denial. Right. The big thing we learned out of that. <laughs> Don't take no for an answer. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I love it. I love it. So now another thing that I, that we love about you all is your YouTube. For those of you listening, please check out their YouTube. Can, can, can you throw the plug in on what, uh, how they can find you on YouTube real quick? <laughs> yeah. So we're actually living tiny with the bushes um, on YouTube. Bush is our last name. So that's kind of where, where the name comes from. And the channel is basically all about our lifestyle and our 200 square foot tiny house on wheels, as well as our debt free journey. So uh, we just want to motivate people that, you know, you can live an intentional life and you can still have fun with it. So we always have fun on our channel. We try to think of, you know, a funny or interesting way to like take every subject we talk about and just, you know, give the viewers an experience. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Living tiny with the bushes on YouTube. Definitely. So check that out. Now, one of my favorite videos is the one when you broke down all of your hustles, all of the different ways you earn money to pay off this debt can you go into some of that for us because that was just amazing to hear all the things you guys did yeah for sure so um we were actually talking about it earlier um i think in total we had six jobs across the board from between the two of us um when we started um i was teaching at the time and he was at um his company and i was also coaching and in the summers you know teachers are off in the summer so i had my lifeguarding gig um and then about a year into the whole debt-free journey, I was just like, I was sold on the fact that like, I was trying to beat the goal that we had set. We wrote down all of our goals and we said, okay, if we keep on this path right here, we're gonna be debt-free by like June of 2021. And I was like, listen, I'm not living like this until 2021. I'm not doing it. Like, this is ridiculous. I'm not. To this day, we were still supposed to be in debt on paper when we started the journey. Like, And I was just like, no. It's not gonna happen, like I'm not. So I was just, in my mind, I'm like, okay, we gotta figure out how to make more money. That's all I was like, I was like, okay, I know the most lucrative things to do, like, because I had a few friends who served, they were like, oh my gosh, you would not guess how much cash I bring home at night. So I'm like, okay, I gotta figure out how to get into the restaurant. And so I, I since I had no restaurant background, I had to start as a host and work my way up to a server. Um, so I was hosting, serving, um, and then he ended up, doing pizza well dominoes and then pizza hut later on um and then he also briefly in there did ups overnight like we were like basically all we were doing was working sleeping and then trying to eat along the way (laughs) we would call call the tiny house like our recharge yes (laughs) come here recharge get a little bit of sleep get a little bit of food to eat and we were like right back out the door yeah and so for for us it was like at, at the height i think of the um debt-free journey i was bringing in just off of my serving job which was part-time because i mean i was a full-time teacher so part-time weekends and like some evenings i was making more money than i was bringing in teaching and i was just like 
this is crazy. Like, what in the world? So that was like, for me, I was like, okay, we got to, I mean, this is not going to last very long if I'm making this much money. And then he's also doing like all these other jobs. Like it was, yeah. So as much as we could pile on, we were piling on. And we would always try to like level up. Like we would only stay in one job long enough to figure out something. Like we were always like, how can we make more? How can we, what's another type of side hustle we can do that'll fit within this schedule? It was like always a challenge to make more, faster, work harder. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you know, being strategic with it too, not just working hard and grinding, but also being, um, you know, smart with with where we worked and how we spent the hours. Um, and at one point, like, I think my, my typical day would look like 11 a.m. until 3 a.m. the next morning. And then for her, it was... I would be at the school at like six in the morning and then getting off my um, restaurant job at like 10.30 at night. So like... Wow. <laughs> and then in between that would be like coach going from coaching to the restaurant and then, yeah. And the thing we always tell people, because we know it sounds crazy and it sounds insane and like a punishment and who wants to put themselves through that, but we didn't start that way. We started mm -hmm. with our primary jobs and we started getting after debt. And then as we started making progress, that's where we started to see like man, we could be making, you know, it, like once you get that feeling of like being in control of your finances and you mm -hmm. kind of feel like you're over the hump and now you figured it out, like you had your aha moment, you're like motivated to do right. it. We didn't feel like we were punishing ourselves, even though it was hard and it was long and it was a grind, yeah. it didn't feel like a punishment. Like we wanted to get out there because we saw the, the light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. So right. it sounds insane, but <laughs> motivation is a powerful thing. Yes. Motivation is a powerful thing. Yeah, and even just earlier, I was like, dang, I kind of missed the grind. Like we were just, just plugging away. Like it kind of gets a little addicting to see like how many things you can do to see how much money you can make. It's like, dang, like. We were really one month. We brought like 10k plus. Like, wow. Just I'm just like, hey, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. And the other thing I think about our journey too is like these are not tough things. Like sometimes you hear about debt-free journeys and like one person's a doctor, the other person's a lawyer. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Income. They usually have a lot more debt too. But um, and so I think it's hard for people to relate to those stories. We're talking about a pizza delivery job and a server at a restaurant. I mean, right. these are two of the most accessible jobs to everybody out there. And you can really like earn a lot of money if you're just willing to put in that work. And so that's the big part that we always try to get people to see is that it doesn't have to be anything special and fancy where you're making these crazy, you know, hourly rate, um, literally like two grand a month, three grand a month from a side hustle, Man. totally change the landscape of your finances. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I like that. It's, it sounds like, like you were very focused. You were focused on what uh, the goal was. And, you know, I would think for some people, they might say, well, I don't want to deliver pizza. You know, that's that's beneath me. You know, so we, we struggle and we have this financial stress and the, the burden of having debt. And we're just like suffering in, in silence when when really it's just like use 
go get a second yep. job, you know, tap into your talents. Or if you have the time, you go, go pick up something else, you know, and just make it happen. And it's so inspiring to hear what you are able to accomplish in such a short period of time. Now, I, I did want to um, kind of chronicle. So at this point, you've bought the house, you're trucking along, you're, you're, you're creating all this extra income and you finally get to that last payment. What was that like? But how, how did you feel? Just take us back to that point. I mean, I think for me, for a few months after, I was just like, this is not real. Like, <laughs> we don't we gonna look back and be like, oh, there's that payment. It was, I remember thinking like, we really about to pay off our, like, this is it, babe. Like, we are done. Like, there's no more after this. And I was just like, bro, I'm turning up. I'm like, man, when we get out of debt, I said, when we get out of debt, I'm throwing a party. Man, I'm going on vacation. We're going back into debt for beer. And I was like, all right, I'm doing too much. <laughs> but it was just like unreal. I was just like, okay, this is it. And then a few months later, and it, it, if you finally realize it, because then your bank account starts stacking cash and you're like, oh, I don't have anything else to pay off. Like, I'm done. This is our money. Like, we can do whatever we want with this. This is dope. <laughs> Yeah, I had a lot of the same feelings and, um, you know, I just remember like, and we were looking back through the old account, like on the house, because by the time we got to the house, because we organized the debts from smallest to largest. So, you know, we tackled the small ones. So as you keep going, that snowball gets bigger and bigger. And um, so when we got at the peak of it, when we got to the height of our debt free journey, like of, of the debt snowball, I mean, um, I remember towards the end, we actually made a payment in early February of $7,800 on the house. One payment, one one swoop. And then we were able to actually follow that up the very next month with a $9,000 payment. Yeah, $9,500. In like a two, two and a half month period, we had put like $20,000 onto this house. And like to this day, when I look back at it, I literally how? don't even like know how. how. It's, it's like, <laughs> but that like when you're in that rhythm and that grind and like that money is just coming in and you just start finding it. Now, I do remember we were going to be moving from Florida to Texas, so we had kind of put a halt on some of our payments. So we skipped a couple of months of putting extra money towards it just to make sure, you know, everything went smooth with the move. But once the move was good, we had a bunch there and then that that uh, month's income. And it was a, a combination of all of those things. So that was a part of it, but it still just feels completely unreal. So. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing I like to tell people too is like my confidence, you know, we're talking about debt and we're talking about money, but this improved my confidence in life in general. I, I, I feel more confident about what I can do yeah. um, in the workplace, um, with the YouTube channel. Like it just kind of changes your being able to set a goal, see something in the future and say, that's what we're going after. And, and then you get after it. And, you know, by the grace of God, you know, you're, he gives you the strength to actually push through and you do it. You start to feel like, look, man, because there's because there's so many doubters along the yeah. way. There's so many people that tell you it can't be done or you got to live with that or they kind of laugh at you or smirk at you. And you can just tell when people think that you're crazy. And uh, when you actually finally finish it and do it, you're like, none of that matters. Like right. nothing, all of this stuff that you think is so important about other people's opinion, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like you did it. Um, so the confidence piece, I think that's probably the most invaluable part of the whole journey, more so than the dollar amount um, or anything like that. Yeah, it's like now, like, I can do whatever I want. Like, literally, like, anything <laughs> I set my mind to can get done yeah, exactly. because look what we did. Yeah. It's a matter of if you want it or not. Yeah. Like we, we have crazy ideas that pop into our heads now, and there's no doubt about whether or not we can do it. We're just like, 
but do we want to? Yeah. You know, and if we decide we want to, then we're gonna go after it. That's, y'all getting me excited i don't know about our <laughs> listeners but if you're not hype after that like i don't know what to tell you but it it's crazy because me and shire um man shire how it was about two years we've been debt free probably like two years now we're going on two years oh no three three yeah 2017 and I, like it, this story and just having these conversations with you all it just brings me back to to when we was in that too and it was like everything you're describing like yes i totally feel that the grind and the excitement and like you said Mari the um, the confidence you get from knowing hey I set this goal that looked crazy at the beginning like what we're gonna do this and then we actually did it it's like there's no better feeling than knowing hey whatever we put our mind to we can do that we can do it you know so right and it's not just a cliche exactly it can be real it can be real and so with with that being said what's what's next for y'all that's a tough one. Um, <laughs> we're going on a year being out of debt, and after everything you guys heard us say, you would think that our uh, our emergency I fund. Even, no, not a year. Well, yet, babe. we paid it off in April. Yeah, we January. still gotta keep. Listen, we gonna Y'all still so, in the honeymoon period, you know? Like, yeah, here's what we're enjoy yeah. yourself. <laughs> Listening to us talk, you would think that we just have these bukus of money saved up. We have a decent little a decent little savings account. Most people would say, "Oh, that's nothing," but like. We, ha- we definitely haven't been as intense as we were during the grind. So we've gotcha. been celebrating and having some fun with yeah. it. Too but much. <laughs> now we're trying to kind of flip back and like, okay. We're reeling it back in right now. We did it. <laughs> we good. We enjoyed some time and just relaxing. And now we're kind of getting back to that grind. We're going to get that um, emergency fund fully funded and then start to kind of look at um, what we want to do from like an investment standpoint. So we truly appreciate you both being on the show. Now we want everyone to be able to connect with you on social media on all your platforms so if you can do us a huge favor and just let us know how folks can connect with you yeah absolutely so we are again living tiny with the bushes um at on on youtube and then on instagram we are tiny underscore house underscore lifestyle so tiny house lifestyle with you know underscores in between the words awesome awesome well thank thank you marie and Nesa for being on we truly appreciate it all right, thank you guys so much. Thanks for having Absolutely. us. Absolutely. Well, talk to you guys later. Peace. Yo, so we hope you guys enjoyed that podcast episode. We hope that we said something that you can take away and apply. We are here to inform and to inspire. So do us a huge favor and don't forget to rate this podcast five stars on whatever platform you're streaming us. And if you want to become a supporter of the Black Merit and Defree podcast, you can do so by clicking on the link below. That's it for now. Till next time. I'll let you guys later.